Evening, passengers. This is your conductor speaking. Take your seats, keep all arms, tentacles, and other appendages inside the hearse at all times. We wouldn't want any unhappy accidents, now would we? Tonight's brought to you by the dark underbelly of the mythological and factual world. It may not be appropriate for all the little cryptids in your home. Be sure to tuck them into their coffins with a kiss goodnight, because we're revving up for our road trip to the grave. Hey y'all, I'm Matu. Hi, I'm Michael. Hi guys, I'm Shelby. Hey guys, it's Stephanie. And I'm Kim, and I'll be your driver. All right. The gang's Welcome all Kim. here. <laughs> all here. And obviously we are trans, transported into Middle Earth, so. I thought you were just saying we're Kim. trans, and I was like, I thought I mean, it was just me. We're repping. <laughs> Michael's coming out in uh, Pride Month. Right? (laughs) So proud. Fitting, huh? I'm proud of you, babe. Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Hashtag brave. That's it. Hashtag. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, do I... Are we ready? Yeah. Ready. Yeah. Okay, here we go. I'm not going to lie. I traumatize myself again every time I go through the story. Oh, now I feel bad. <laughs> no, no, no. Shelly's oh, fault. Come on, girl. Come on. You know, we get off on that shit. So come on. <laughs> but like your anyway. ghost at work. <laughs> yeah. Michael, well, like that I, haunted was, room, the haunted yeah, office or Michael, something. Michael doesn't oh, believe that's right. me. Michael doesn't oh, believe dude. me about that. <laughs> oh no, dude! It's real. It's real. Thank you. They're, they're good. Thank you. They're they're good. They're just it's still just eerie. If you can't, you know, if you can't see them, sorry, you know, it's like at least do something to let us know you're good or whatever. Denise. Oh loves- no! Like the one that moved Monica's chair. That scared me. Like I thought Monica was in the office because I heard her chair move. Yeah. And then like when I got up to go, uh, like get a drink or something like that, she wasn't there. <laughs> Because she wasn't there. <laughs> she wasn't there. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's cool. But Michael here was like, that didn't happen. <laughs> and I remember you sent, you immediately sent me a text message. I freaked out. <laughs> yes. I was like, like oh frantically God, oh texting Kimmy like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, was there an earthquake? That would have been my response. Micro earthquake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All righty. So All right. Let's do it. Here we go. So anyway, uh, like I said before, I've never, uh, I've rarely told this story because it's just too weird, you know, and then uh, definitely had never written it down. Um, so it was actually kind of cathartic, traumatizing and cathartic, you know, and we like that kind of stuff. So as things are, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm so excited to get their reactions because like I know you've told me and Michael, oh, they story, haven't. Oh, they're not. No, okay. I did not. I didn't want them Ooh. to know. I wanted them to come in blind. Okay. So anyway, it was, um, I'm thinking it was the summer of 86, but I'm not sure. It could have been 85. I don't know. Things were kind of a blur there. Um, first off, I was not well emotionally, AKA mentally. Um, I was in an abusive relationship, or I should say marriage, my first marriage. Um, my husband was alcoholic. We had three small children. I didn't have any like real marketable skills. So I was like, I felt trapped or whatever. And 
So we just thought, well, let's go camping, you know? Let's resolve all our issues and go camping. So we decided Naturally. to do that. As one of course, yeah, as, you know. As, that's that's where all the serial does. killers hang out, right? I mean. So anyway. <laughs> like, if my husband doesn't make it back on this camping trip, no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, totally. He got oh. eaten by a bear. I don't know, man. <laughs> People have been lately, but anyway, that's a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> so we go this we pack up the kids so like the oldest is going to be like the kids are like between the ages of six and two or something like that and there's three of them we go uh we used to live um at around 1980 up in um the middle of nowhere basically on the avenue of the giants in northern california and that's a it was formerly a part of highway 101 now it's its own little highway or whatever um weird just a weird area okay you know it's really really strange you know we're talking twilight zone-ish kind of shit or whatever so the anyway it looks it the looks vibes cool the vibes were off that's right <laughs> it looks cool but it's a little strange so anyway we go we pack up the kids get our supplies which of course for my husband meant shit ton of beer and we make this trip and it's like a 12 hour drive as one does i know it <laughs> i love how you're just like we take our supplies and you're like beer you're like are you ready to go and he just holds up like a keg like an ice cooler he's like yeah let's go that's probably it yeah that's <laughs> you might have to right. stop on the way <laughs> <laughs> he's like this is just for the road we're gonna we need more beer. pretty <laughs> much pretty much you know yeah. i'm surprised we made it there in one piece so we end up uh we had lived for this we were up there lived up there like 14 months and our addresses were always we moved from little town to little town and it was always just care of general delivery in whatever little town on the avenue of the giants so there are campsites all around there all right um big campsites and we thought well let's just go to one of those you know we'll go see the people we used to know up there and everything like that we got there um, I want to say it was like late afternoon, something like that. So we said, well, let's just set up camp. We'll go visiting tomorrow. All right. So we do that. And um, there, the campground was about full. So there were hundreds, if not thousands of people in this campground. And we immediately noticed, I mean, yes, he was drunk. I was not. But he even picked up. I was like, we couldn't hear anybody. We're surrounded by people and we hear nothing. We drive past, we can see, okay, someone's in that campsite, someone's over there, but we can't hear anything at all. And uh, like, okay, well, this is a little strange, but all right, whatever. Um, then he sits, starts creating the campfire, you know, because you got to have a campfire if you're going camping, right? You know, mandatory. Marshmallows. That's right, marshmallows or right. whatever, <laughs> feet, you know. So, right. Right. yeah, feet. This was, it was weird because. I've never seen this before. I don't think I ever, if I see this again, I'm just like, I'm out of here, man. This yeah, is, you know the dip. <laughs> this is, this is, yeah, something's wrong. There was absolutely no breeze at all. I have never seen this phenomenon where the smoke from the campfire is just trailing up, straight up, no, not going anywhere. You know, I'm like, what the hell? You know, um, but like no sound and stillness. No it's sound. Weird because my husband has a story just like that in Lee Vining, and he like will not go back into the woods there. See, I'm yeah, from the it, Midwest. It <laughs> in the Midwest, if it gets silent like that, you you get underground fast because that means yeah. there's a tornado coming. 
not well, over here. That I guess it was kind of like here. a tornado, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. A so paranormal just, tornado. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, we knew something was up. You know, this is like, I mean, he, even as drunk as he was, he knew, was like, whoa, this is weird shit. You know, we've gone camping. We've been camping for years. We were, you know, that was our thing, hiking and all that stuff. We're kind of nature freaks for a minute there. And, um, but we're like, all right, whatever. So we just uh, went on, you know, he just cracked open another beer and I went on and started cooking shit and everything, you know, taking care of the kids. So finally, we decided it's time to go to bed. As one does with the drunk husband. So we all go to bed. Um, we're still pretending that it's all normal. And basically at this point, we're pretending it's normal because it's just like, we've heard nobody. We've also heard no animals, nothing. Mm. You know, like, mm. you know, most of the animals I know. <laughs> yeah, I know, Stephanie, we should have listened to ourselves. But, uh, like you know, most animals never shut the, the fuck up. Right, right. <laughs> and nothing. We're hearing nothing. So it's like, okay, well, let's just go to bed, you know? So um, we did. And, you know, I was kind of still out of it, trying to figure out, you know, uh, what's up with life in general. And um, we, like I said, it's dead silence. So we all go to bed and we actually go to sleep. Um, did it like stay I, silent the whole time? Like even up to you going to bed? Yes. And yes. you never oh saw God. anyone else? No, that Did was you it. See animals, know, though, like see, like oh, nothing. No birds. Not even see, a damn bug. Man. They knew what was up. They were like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> they, knew, they were smarter than us for sure. So we go to bed, and uh, the kids go to sleep. You know, because they're little kids and they don't know what the hell's up. Like I said, the young oldest was like six. Uh, my husband, you know, he had enough beer in him that he could pass out. I eventually fall asleep, probably from sheer exhaustion. And everything seems to be sort of okay, I guess, you know? I mean, I'm asleep. Well, every time I go camping, it never fails. I'm gonna wake up in the middle of the night. I don't care if I've forced myself to go to the bathroom just before I went to bed, but I'm gonna have to pee. That's just all there is to it. Yeah. <laughs> no biggie. We'd seen down the, you know, down the road ways that there was a, a bathroom and I mean, like I said, we used to camp all the time. So it was like, no, you just go on, you know, you put on your jacket stuff, whatever, grab your flashlight and go out, you know, walk down there. That's no biggie. So that's what I'm thinking I'm going to do. All right. So I go ahead and I get all my, you know, my jacket on, I get my boots on, everything, grab the flashlight, like we're all good. Um, I unzip the tent and I probably put one foot out and then here it comes Shelby um, <laughs> I just get this urge like I gotta look to my right I'm like yeah there it is man my head's tingling again so I look to my right okay to the right of the tent is where the table was and the campfire you know or the little pit and everything um and this was before, you know, you had to like lock everything up. So I'm sure we still had stuff on the table and everything like that. Um, I look and, you know, I have my flashlight, I pan it over. On the other side of this table is uh, the forest or whatever. Again, I'm hearing nothing, you know. Um, and now I'm starting to really get freaked out. Pan up and I see somebody standing there at the edge of the forest. And 
Um, this is mid eighties. I remember those nylon uh, jogging suits that were the hit, you know, anybody who was anybody wore one, I didn't. Um, but anyway, so there's this person standing there in a midnight blue jogging suit. I can still see it zipped up and everything. Um, and very, very pale skin facing me. Um, I do believe their hair was like almost white, you know, uh, which is the style now, but it wasn't in the 80s. Um, the reason I say facing me, I'm pretty certain that's what I could tell by the way the body was positioned was that um, they had no facial features. <laughs> and I was like going, oh, shit. Suddenly, I don't have to pee. <laughs> I actually don't have to pee that bad. I immediately thought of like the woman from the lake from the haunting of Bly Manor, like when you told yeah, me that story, and I was that like, oh, like no, no, me gusta. So the what first the thing hell? that went through my head was a Slenderman, but like yeah. <laughs> my brain was like Slenderman, wearing, um, wearing Slenderman in the eighties, Slenderbride, Slenderbride, when he had hair, <laughs> when he had hair before he went bald, before he went bald. So. Um, like I said, I'm going to have to go off my impressions because there were no, there were no, there were no eyes, there were no, there's no nose, no mouth, nothing, no eyebrows, nothing, just this really, really white, blank face thing. Um, I'm assuming, I, I got the impression it was looking at me. I was looking at it, that's for damn sure. You, know, I mean, you obviously and, felt like you were probably being watched and that's why you felt you had to look to your right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I just, uh. It was just weird. I, like I said, I don't know. As soon as I stepped out, I was just like, look to your right. And, like, and I think I'm glad I looked to my right because who knows what would have happened if I'd actually decided to go to the bathroom. Because of yeah. course, yes, I know I did still have to pee, but I was like, no, I'm not going to go pee. So You're like, I don't got to pee that bad. <laughs> the UTI so I just, worth it. I backtracked back into the tent. I was not taking my eye off the sink for shit zipped it up again go lay down in the tent um and i really was really thinking this is the last night of my life and it's going to end brutally you know i was just certain that this thing was going to murder us all in our tent we'd be on the front pages of the newspaper the next day you know family slaughtered in their tent and no one would know what the hell happened um and you know, uh, you know, I wasn't gonna wake up the kids, they were asleep. It was useless to try even waking up my husband because he was passed out and really what what he'd done anyway. So um, I go lay down again. I'm like, okay, I gotta go, but I can't. And I'm just gonna lay awake here. Now, I don't know what time this was at all because this is in the eighties. There's no cell phones, nothing, you know, and I didn't wear a watch or anything like that. So all I know is that I just lay there awake for however many hours it was until daybreak. And it was a few hours, all right? Um, and I was just waiting to hear it leave because, you know, in the forest, you have what they call duff all over the ground, you know? And that's, uh, the definition was decaying vegetable matter covering the ground under trees. And so thinking of like dead pine needles, twigs, leaves, things, you know, there's no, you know, unless, I don't know, unless you're very, really magical, no way of really walking on that without yeah. 
You're going to make like crunching sounds or at least squishing sounds depending on how solid the earth is in that area. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even animals make noise, mm-hmm. but they didn't make any noise. There's no. Yeah, I was gonna, like I said earlier, birds never shut the fuck up. So. No. Nope. <laughs> uh, well, even like a, squirrels, mm. like climbing in trees, like mm-hmm. you can hear that. Okay. I know. Usually, any animals like missing and stuff is usually a sign of like a coming catastrophe and stuff. So that's like an immediately like if the animals aren't there, it, it's time to fuck off like from that area. Like that's just my my thought process. <laughs> just like nope, time to go. <laughs> it's time to go. The animals don't want to be here, neither do I. <laughs> if the animals don't even want to be in that house, I don't want to be in that house. I'm leaving. <laughs> Um, I think you're right, to be honest. I think I probably should have, you know, we should, probably should have dipped then, you know, as soon as, like, this is weird. Particularly when, I mean, seriously, that campfire scene with it just, the whiz, smoke just wisping up, not moving, was was bizarre. Just bizarre. Like, okay. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. I, I, I never have. The time. I pray to God I never, whoever the hell, I'll, <laughs> I'll pray to whatever, just fucking keep me out of this, you know. So anyway, (laughs) yeah, um, so I stayed awake, uh, never heard a sound, you know, um, and waited until I was certain that the sun up was, was up pretty high enough to where I wasn't going to even hit any, you know, dawn or anything. No in-between times or anything like that. Like, let me make sure it's clear. Um, I went out, unzipped it, that thing i don't know what to call it uh was gone um so i know that i would have heard it move you know um because like i said it was close enough i'm thinking like 20 feet at the most from the tent um and there was all that duck i would have heard it move there's no way you know, oh yeah unless it flew over it i don't know yeah. i would have heard a human I mean, move. maybe it just wanted beer <laughs> it was like I heard y'all got beer and I lots y'all got smell it. that I yeast. I like some. <laughs> smell that yeast. <laughs> I'm just saying. It is like a bread factory up in here. <laughs> yeah, my partner and I camp a lot, and like you just can't go camping without like raccoons or something visiting your tent. Like no yeah. noise. That's it was no, gross. That, that's, sorry, that, it was that, gross. That's, that's something. So, and I never heard any, never heard any animals at all that night, at all. So, uh, yeah, um, something was up. I don't know what it was, but um, I no don't crickets know. either, like at night. Huh? No crickets. No. Not, nothing. Nothing. It was. It was. Um, and I was. I wasn't even high, drunk, or anything, man. <laughs> I mean, oh, and I, I know I was emotionally. Them upset because the stuff going on in my marriage but i was not that out to lunch and um so anyway it was gone um we got up i don't even know if i told my husband you know what it would have been or whatever and um i just went about and did our camping thing and we checked out that day i was about to say kids we're leaving no no more camping there no more camping no, no. <laughs> no, that was uh, really just too much for me. So um, I don't really know what it was. I've thought about it. We're not. So the Avenue of the Giants was uh, it, during the summer and we'd gone during the summer 
there are, there was always a lot of traffic because it was it's a touristy area and it never failed at least once during the summer someone there'd be someone hit by a car and oftentimes fatally you know because there are little towns dotting it all you know dotting all along the road so i don't know if maybe it was someone like that i'm i had a bizarro thing though that i mentioned to shelby so Oh, and that's why I think it was, that's right. I think that's why I think it was actually in 86. Earlier that year, I had been introduced to cocaine and um, white, you know, mm-hmm. snow, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and anyway, I wasn't using it heavily at that time, but I had heard from a Native American uh, medicine man that a lot of times when people die from their uh, you know, addictions, drugs or alcohol that they can't rest that they're constantly he said that he can he would be able to see he'd go to a bar and he could see like dead people like hanging out with people drinking like almost like trying to see if they could like vicariously get some more alcohol and i always i really took it as like a cocaine entity letting me know girl i could take your ass out um and all I know is it was terrifying. I don't know what it was. Um, I finally told a lot of my family members about this. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's my uh, creepy pasta driving situation there. Have you ever been back there? Like at no. all in that area? <laughs> no. um, I can't say that I blame you. Um, yeah, like, so my first my my thoughts are and like i could totally see the the thought process of um like you were saying with the native american medicine man uh so different uh cultures believe different things so like in my culture the uh for ojibwe people um i'm uh half anisha nabe um we think that like you're close to death when you're sleeping yeah and uh so when you wake up you're still kind of still one foot in hell like that's the belief and uh so if you had just woken up to go to the bathroom and everything too like you're still technically between the veils so uh, that that would like i don't really believe in ghosts and stuff like that but spiritually like if one of my elders were like hey this is a thing i'd be like bet i'm gonna stay away from it um (laughs) But um, that was my, my, my thought process. If you're half awake and you're seeing this and, you, and you're struggling with addiction and stuff like that, it, it could be um, that, that in between the veil type thing. Uh, but I, the explanation of not being able to hear any animals or people, to me, that doesn't like, so humans are stupid and they're gonna make noise regardless. Um, animals, you could easily explain it by well maybe there's something in the the oxygen in that area there's something wrong but humans not being able to hear humans especially at a campsite that that makes no sense to me i mean the campsite that we go to in uh here in oklahoma is quiet as fuck but it's because it's like mostly older people that go camping here but like you always get like some kids partying and stuff so to me, yeah. that's it's weird that you didn't hear anything. That's every campsite. <laughs> You're immediately gonna get the like twenty somethings that are yeah. out there like drinking at bonfires and, and you're like hearing that. like fucking beer cans hit the ground if somebody yell, you know, yes. not being able yeah. to hear that. That to me, that that's the oddest part. Like 
that's the part of the story that I like. I absolutely believe you, obviously, but uh, that's the part of the story that makes me go, "Okay, I can't explain that away." Yeah. It was... You know, it kind of makes me think too. Like, since you weren't harmed, was it something like making sure that your husband didn't harm you? Yeah, there's that too. You know, like the stillness and the sound yeah. is like to to make sure that you could be heard if you needed to be. I was gonna say, do you think, you know how, like, Mothman is seen as, like, an omen of, like, bad things? Do you think it could have been like that? Um, I don't, I don't know. I never... Really good I, question. I kind of thought it might have, I did take it as an omen, but you know what, that's intriguing, the comment about protecting me from my husband, because that is eventually why I split. Like, you know, when it got to her, it's like, well, I'm not gonna be able to hide that bruise. You know, um... And shortly after that is when I uh, started making the move to like, I gotta get the hell out of here. Um, but I don't, perhaps, I just don't know. It just, everything just felt so weird. Like I said, how do you explain absolutely no sounds? Yeah, just, I think. That weirds me out too. Like, I feel like that's something to look into because like I said, my husband experienced the same thing in Levine in California. Like, and he and his family would go there all the time to like fish and camp. And he had just kind of ventured off this one time, you know, a little further into the forest than he'd usually been. And all of a sudden, I mean, he couldn't even hear the water running. Like he could, no birds, no bugs, no squirrels. Like, and he did see some pretty weird, like things hanging from the trees, but he, but I mean, the minute he couldn't hear anything, like he was like, yeah. There are definitely, depending on the forest that you're in, there's always deaf parts of the forest uh, because of the density of the forest right. in that area. But uh, I, if you see shit hanging from the trees, obviously turn your ass around. And I was long <laughs> before Blair Witch, you know? He was like, I, I'm not even thinking Blair Witch. My first thought would be uh, um, that it's a, you know, a Scandinavian witch and I'd be out. <laughs> I'm like, this, this is her place, Matt. The ritual. Uh, <clears throat> wow. I, I mean, you're braver than me because I would have been gone that night. Yeah. <laughs> We're not up. sleeping here. <laughs> Hotel six, anyone? It's time to go. The vibes are off. We're leaving. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I would definitely do that now. If, if I came up on that situation now, I'd be like, oh, there's uh no this is we we do not need to be here something's letting me know i need to not be here yeah uh, um uh, definitely seems like a sign to me yeah i just wish i knew what the sign was <laughs> other than i mean it seems like it you know worked out for you in the end you took it as like oh i need to make some like changes <laughs> i need to make some good life choices for I a minute i need to make Hold some on. good life choices because i don't want to see this again <laughs> right well, well, there was, and then, the, so we split, and so the next place we camped at um, had a totally different experience. Uh, you know, I was worried that my husband was going to get uh, busted for drinking, because he's drinking and he wouldn't let me drive. Uh, and so we pull into another campsite, all right, and I'm just like, I'm like freaking out, because I'm like, they're going to, you know, we had to check in with the ranger, they're going to be able to tell my husband's drunk. You know this it you know what am i gonna do blah 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 and uh so we pull up to the little ranger station and um it was all i could do to keep a straight face because the ranger was this young guy uh you know it's the mid 80s his hair's longish and, you know he's got his ranger suit on 
um, and I don't remember what color it was, but green or tan, whatever. <laughs> this guy was high as fuck, and he had cookie crumbs all over the fridge. His uniform. You guys locked out with that. He's all, yeah, man, just go, <laughs> just go enjoy your camping trip, bruh. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, at least my husband's not gonna get arrested this time. But oh my god, that was that was a weird, just a weird whole excursion that time, you know. Made it out though. How far did you guys sound go like it to get to this second camping site? Oh my God, uh, we, it was quite a ways because the first camping site, like I said, is up, um, it's 60 miles south of Eureka. So we're way the hell up there. The That's second like Humboldt, camping right? site was in Pescadero, okay. uh, which is, you know, on the other, on the other side of San Francisco, right off uh, one up there. So we drove a ways to, I, I don't think we saw it. Remember, we were going to go visit. We used to live up there. So that's why I know how noisy the animals are and everything, the night ones. And um, we, I don't think we even stopped to say hi to any of our friends or anything. We're like, we're out of here. You know, um, <laughs> you're all, well, not, not this time. Not, not this time. <laughs> bye. I'll write you a letter. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was it. Wow. That is that is wild. Yeah, uh, yeah it still I, creeps I, me out. It, as it should. Yeah, <laughs> I, and immediately when you said 1985 in California, I was thinking about the there was like um, that summer in LA in '85 where there was like a rash of like murders. And, and is there not a rash of murders? I mean, yeah. I gotta look at it up. I can't remember the name of it, but it did, did end up being a serial killer. Was that the Hillside Strangler? Uh, Wasn't the Hillside Strangler I think in the Hillside 70s? Strangler, yeah, was the 70s. Yeah, that was 70s. Then, no, it was the uh, Night Stalker was that, yeah, uh, Richard Ramirez thing. Yeah, yeah, was it the Night Stalker? Was it the 80s? Yeah, yeah, Richard, yeah, Richard, yeah, yeah, Richard yeah. Ramirez. That's who I was thinking of. I don't yeah. know, that's what I was thinking of. But then you were like, I'm definitely certain that I think it was 1986. And I was like, okay, that maybe that makes more sense. Because my first thought process was, who's going camping when there's a serial killer on the loose? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, back then, what I love that's is when true. boomers are like, 80s. when boomers are like, oh, young people don't answer their doors anymore. You're like, like, yeah, because <laughs> you got serial killered. Like, what? <laughs> I am surprised. <laughs> Y'all got well, and, you know, Richard, Richard Ramirez, actually, when he was down in Southern California, uh, there's a little family connection there, too, because my aunt and uncle used to live um, at the end of this cul-de-sac, and behind their house was um, a golf course, and we used to jump the fence when we were little kids, go across the golf course, and there was like a little creek area, and they had culverts or whatever. So anyway, she goes out um, in her backyard um, and there's, she had a clothes line there and there's a, a pile of dirty clothes and she doesn't know what's going on. So she calls the cops and they come over. Long story short, Richard Ramirez had been camping in the culverts where we kids used to play and those were his clothes. Oh hell! Oh my gosh! Oh, I just am creeping myself out. Oh, oh hell no! <laughs> that, that's what I was saying. Like my first thought process of the 1980s was: wasn't there a killer? <laughs> oh my gosh! Like, there's, the there's always a killer. California. It's California. California. Yeah. And if it's in LA, the LAPD is bungling the fuck out of it. So. Yeah. Right. What's oh, new? God, that's terrifying. <laughs> 
care real fast. So, and now I am here in healthy mind. And <laughs> wouldn't know what that's like. Sorry. <laughs> and that's what I try to explain to people. I was raised with, we had the Zodiac killer. I mean, it started, I was a little kid, but I don't know. I think my parents were morbid too, because I was already well aware of the Boston Strangler. That's what, 64, something like that. Yeah. I was a little kid. Uh, and then we had the Zodiac Killer. We had Son of Sam. We had the Hillside Strangler. We had Richard Ramirez, uh, D.B. Cooper. I mean, my God. Oh, and the Vietnam War. What the fuck? Let's just throw that in too while we're at it. You know? Let's just throw all the violent shit in yeah. there while we're talking about violent <laughs> shit. <laughs> I know while we were growing up, like the most popular thing was... Um, <laughs> What's her name? That fucking beauty pageant girl that went missing. John uh, Bonet. Oh, yeah. And my mom had like every copy of like Mysteries of the Unknown or whatever. Uh, so yeah, no, no, no shock there that I grew up weird. But um, <laughs> yeah, I our mean, favorite joke is that like if any of us had been born in like the 16 or the 1700s, we probably wouldn't have made it to 10. <laughs> no, no, I would either have been like burn, hanged, burned, yeah. or put in a asylum one of the three depending on what era (laughs) uh, like so much so that my my partner was like you don't even need to be trans your personality would have got you murdered and i was like thanks (laughs) more life affirming (laughs) affirmations (laughs) how old were you when they like figured out that richard ramirez had been camping back there this was uh, I, this was in my I was in my mid twenties. All of this was going on that the eighties. I was in my twenties, you know. But in my teen years, I mean, and, and you just were raised with the sense of paranoia to where, like, Son of Sam, which is happening in New York. I'm here in California. That was terrifying to us. Like, yeah. oh my God, is it is that person going to come out or persons we didn't know? Are right, they going like, to come out to California? That was our high school years. Uh, yeah, and people talk about the violence on TV now or whatever, but back then, every dinner time you sat around, Walter Cronkite is on TV, and they are showing live scenes of the Vietnam War. So I don't know what the fuck they're talking about now. We yeah. saw that video shit. games. Yeah, I mean, we yeah, I know video games. being quote unquote witches. So I think humanity's just always been terrible. Yeah, well, I think like that was the time too in the '80s where like we're right at the cusp of being more connected. So like it didn't matter if you were on the east coast or the west coast like you still got your news on the tv or like yeah, you know sure. and then 90s brought the internet and like so you just start seeing and hearing it a lot more but yeah. then today they want to blame like stupid shit like video games or like the internet like no we were exposed to that a long time before any of that thank you man that would that is terrifying so I think I'll have a glass of wine after this, okay? That's probably yeah. okay. Yeah, that's a good way to end the night. Yeah. That's an excellent it's idea. Just take me, me away. You live all my traumas, you know, it's like... <laughs> you can't be traumatized if you're comatose. There you go. I like, the, I like that. You need by. to make that yeah. into, like, a... Shelby, your next sign. There you go. <laughs> I I miss making you all those signs that I'm sure Alyssa hates. <laughs> <laughs> it should it should be our next sticker for our podcast. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought of the guy pointing at his head meme, or the modern problems require modern solutions. <laughs> are you like are you raising your eyebrows knowingly because you're gonna make a sticker, Montu? I will make it. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta make stuff stickers anyway. So, yeah, because yesterday I love that. stressed me out. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get those. 
All right. I guess we'll wrap up there. Yeah. yeah thank you so thank much. Thank you for sharing. Thank you yeah, so much, Kim. Yeah. I'm actually for reliving I'm really... your trauma for us. Yeah, no kidding. Because like, when Shelby told us, I just really want Kim to tell you guys because it will just sound so much better. Like I'm Shelby's a great storyteller, but I, I'm really glad that we heard it from you, like straight from you. Yes. Uh, yeah, for sure. Same, same. I trusted Shelby's abilities, that's for sure. I just like <laughs> I'm like, whatever, you know. Yeah, I can I can tell you what happened. I feel know? like like as much as I do enjoy storytelling, I feel like things like that from the person who experienced it are just so much better. Uh, yeah. They're re-traumatizing, it's awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm looking over to the right. Oh my God, I can't see it. Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah. No, it was actually kind vividly of vividly like, recall I need, it. I think I need just to share it at the next, you know, I'm, I want to incorporate that European tradition of ghost stories at Christmas time. What there the you go. There you, know? you go. Do I think the kids uh... need to hear about some of their childhood shit. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, instead of a Christmas carol, kids, we're going to relive grandma's trauma. Did you have a good childhood or are you funny? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> good childhoods or whatever. Right. Overrated, overrated. Overrated. <laughs> Who needs that? Who I needs don't know. <laughs> Wouldn't know. <laughs> All right. Well. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh, thanks. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. All right. Well, thanks, you guys, for letting me share and traumatize the rest of the world. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Thank Until you so next time. Yeah, thank you. Yes, Until next time. <laughs> Bye. 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 That's all for this part of the journey. Our drivers will gas up the hearse, and the rest of you, well, good night. Sleep tight. And remember, those aren't bed bugs biting you when a limb slides off the side of the bed. <laughs>